0: Some days you will have nothing left and jumping in the bed seems like the solution. And some days it is the solution. But today we're going to talk about how to know if you truly have nothing left and what you can do about it. Grief steals our energy, so most days you're going to feel exhausted. And in the beginning, rest is so important. But over time, don't allow yourself to live in the exhaustion of yesterday. In this episode, we'll talk about how to push, what does it actually look like when you are weary and feel like you have nothing left. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died? but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, question God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, And take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you to feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Panama, our spotlight country this week. And what in the Ohio has just happened? Yes, Ohio is now the state with the most downloads for the week. I hope this is a reminder that wherever you are, you aren't alone as you walk through this thing called grief. Now, if you're anything like me and have tried to run in the past, there is a point that you just can't take another step. You can't seem to get enough air, your lungs may be burning, or your legs are about to give out, or maybe all the above. If you really pushed, you may feel a little nauseated, so you stop hands on knees or on hips, whatever works, just to try to get some air. If you are a fit or seasoned runner, you still have these experiences at a higher level when you get to the point of needing to stop. When you are so physically tired, you can't continue. It's called hitting the wall. Now, grief, is an advanced run for the out-of-shape person. It is hitting the wall on a daily basis. You aren't prepared, you can't go far, you beat yourself up for it, and then you quit because you have nothing left. Or do you? Let's first talk about the difference between hitting the wall and the pit. The pit, a lot of times, if we're honest, is more self-imposed than the circumstances around us. The grief is real, but when we pile self-pity on top, that lands us in the pit. Hitting the wall in grief is the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual hardness of grief. And it can come together in an instant. The car breaks down. The dog is sick. The bills stack up. A friend has stopped checking on you. And you're angry with God for allowing your loved one to die. These things happen and can all happen at one time. This is you hitting the wall in your grief journey. No self-pity is required here because it's all too much and it's overwhelming. Usually our reaction is to do nothing or retreat to the bed. How do you push when you're there, when you have nothing left? I remember saying, I can't do this about a million times when I was going through grief. I remember that it was about my loss, but then it began to be about my health, going back to work, and most everything else that occurred. I started to believe me. I started taking on a pitiful versus powerful persona. I went from trying to run one time around the track, the small lane, of course, (laughs) to completing a half marathon with a friend. You know, when we crossed the finish line, she said, Steph. We've had a great day, haven't we? I totally lost it. That race was something Monica and I said we were going to do and never did because we never believed we could. The difference was that my friend Christine never let me off the hook for my commitment. We said we would do it, and there was no turning back. I had to walk and jog consistently, and consistently I did not want to. It had been two years after Monica had died, And I even tried then to use grief to get out of it. (laughs) But Christine would not let me. God gave us amazing bodies, incredible intellect and emotions, and clearly said that it is appointed to every person a time to be born and a time to die. We know this and we're okay with this until it becomes our person, our loved one, our husband or child or parent or best friend. Grief will turn your world upside down. And regardless of how your loved one died, God did allow it. Regardless of how you feel right now, God has a purpose for your life still. I promise you he does. And I promise he will help you through it. And he'll even use people to help you when you need some accountability. This accountability is when you show up for them because you said so. We don't always do that for ourselves because it's so easy to say yes to things, especially if they're further down the road. But when the time comes to do it, you start dreading it and then you bow out because it's a bad day. Sometimes that's exactly what you needed to do. was just bow out. But sometimes you probably should have done it. God might have had something there to strengthen and heal you. So the first thing we need to figure out is if you have truly hit the wall. Are you that Ironman finisher who is crawling to the finish line? That's hitting the wall and you need to do nothing besides rest. Or are you just so weary from the fight you don't feel like doing anything? In these times, you have more to give. You just don't believe you do. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, but move, you must. There's no television music playing through your daily grind. And your actions don't have to be pretty or profound. But you do have to start pushing. A little push today will reap great dividends tomorrow. Grief can be so uncomfortable in your physical body that doing anything is exhausting. So in the beginning of your grief walk, say no to more things than you say yes to and rest, pray, read, and rise on a daily basis in some form. It's fine if giving into your feelings happens more than pushing through them. You need to give yourself a lot of grace during that first year. As time goes on, you have to push more times than you give in. Create that non-negotiable and don't let yourself off the hook for it. Now, if you need help, ask a friend to be your accountability partner. My friend April knew of my non-negotiable of taking a shower every day. And every day she would call and ask if I had. Some days I wouldn't have done it (laughs) if she wasn't going to call to ask. I also had an accountability partner for my spiritual health. One day Trish and I were eating lunch and I was complaining about life stuff, work, about Monica not being there, what I had to take care of. About the future I no longer had, and she just looked at me and without skipping a beat, she said, Three nails and a cross. Uh, what? She didn't have to explain herself, (laughs) and she said it just came out of her mouth. It was probably the Holy Spirit. I quickly stopped complaining. What push looks like when you have nothing left in the tank is going beyond what you feel you are able to do. If you know you have a poor track record with follow-through, it's fine, but don't expect it to magically change now. Get yourself some people who will help keep you accountable because every time you push even a little beyond what you think or believe you can do, it'll grow and it'll strengthen you and it will heal you. Our word for the week is Romans 8. 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. When you feel like you've hit the wall, when you feel like you have nothing left to give, there is one thing you can do. There is one thing you can do said it twice because it's important. You can just call out to God. You can just say, Jesus, his name is powerful. That's all you have to do. So if you're listening to me and you're saying, you just don't understand what I've been through. You don't know how many losses I've had to deal with. You're right, I don't. But I do know that Jesus is more powerful than everything and anything we can go through. So you can call out to him your journey works or the work of your journey for this week are number one, the next time you feel like you have nothing left in that moment, determine whether it's an emotional decision or if you really have nothing left. If someone came to you and said, if you will walk a mile, I'll give you a million dollars. Would you do it? If you say, heck yeah, I don't feel like it, but for a million dollars, I'll do it well, then you have something left in you. (laughs) Please view your healing and your future with the same value. If, in the same scenario, you don't care about the money, well, then you probably don't have anything left, and then you rest. Number two, if you know down deep that you could do a little more, you're just too tired, or you actually say, I don't feel like it, then Contact a friend and ask them to be your accountability partner just to kind of push you along when you need it. And here are some other options to help. Join the private Facebook group. If you want to be a part of an amazing group of faith-filled women walking out the hardest journey of their lives, this is the group to join. Purchase the What to Do After the Loss of a Loved One workshop. I'm telling you, I wish I had this during my first year. It will help guide your next steps towards healing and give you some private accountability. It's broken into four sections like a mini support program to give you direction and the action steps to take in the first weeks, months, and even the first years if you feel stuck. Visit grief That's grief, the number two, greatday.com, all one word, um, for more resources And if you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to the Facebook group, the church, all that good stuff. The workshop are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. And keep on coming back to the house. Keep sitting on the couch and keep taking those steps, however small or slow, and even when you don't feel like it, towards your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website. The link is below. And sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.